Welcome, everyone, to the All in Your Face pod. I mean, the Burning River Bros pod. I mean, what was the other one we had? Uh, Sid, Sid and I had podcasts to be named later. Podcasts to be named later. <laughs> um, special guests sometimes on... Uh, What's that podcast, Mitch and Jeff's podcast that they had? <laughs> oh, Mitch, uh, Mitch and, well, there was Mitch and Z on the MIC. Mitch and Z on the MIC. Yeah. All the iterations of podcasts that you and I have been involved with, but <laughs> this one is the Dog's Gotta Eat podcast. I am your host, Phil, and I'm joined only by one of my co-hosts, Chris. How are you? I'm good. Me talking so much really ruined my uh, intro. I'm going to wait. I'll probably save that one for next week. Okay. Um, yeah, now you can't say as always for yeah. Sean. Yeah. You're going to say as, as always, always me. Chris, and yeah. then sometimes Sean. Um, <laughs> Sean's got a, not, it's not anything crazy or weird. He's just got officiating stuff going on. As an official, I understand those meetings suck because nine times out of 10, as anybody under the age of 45, you're the youngest person in the room. Actually, I don't know. Basketball might be different. Because you kind of got to have some young legs to do basketball. Yeah, and your your schedule's not set, so no. like they're probably like they're probably in shape, probably younger. Yeah, yeah. Football, you do not have to be younger or in shape. There, I had a game with a guy who was his, it was his first year, and he was seventy five years old. <laughs> He's like, yeah, it's my first year. I'm excited to get out here. I said it might be your first and last, sir. I don't know. Like this you is not going to go up. Did you hear about this thing called the forward pass? <laughs> like, football's changed a lot nowadays. He just thought he'd get back into it after inventing football. He was like, as one of the inventors of the leather helmet, I thought I'd get back into it. Yeah, he was on the team that won the last uh, NFL championship for the Browns. <laughs> yeah, he was the water boy for him. Yeah. Just out of college. Fresh out of college for him. Um, but Sean might be joining us later. Uh, we just, I mean... I was not waiting that late, but we'll see how if he's on. But I got his picks. I got his pick for this week's game, so we're good. I have his Wolf game of the week, so we're fine. Um, you will never believe the Wolf game of the week. Did he It'll, listen to – oh, man, maybe he listened to me finally. But we'll see. Um, let's get into it. It's been this, – this one feels like a weird one because – that we played on Thursday, so it's been obviously a while. But Browns win against the Broncos. It was, I mean, we could all be realistic and honest here. It was an ugly game. Mm-hmm. Like it was not. It was. It was a typical Thursday night game. It was not entertaining from an outside perspective. Obviously, from a Browns fan perspective, it was a good game. Uh, 17-14 Browns to Ernest Johnson. We talked about it. We had mentioned it. How earnest could Johnson be? And he was the most earnest. Yeah, he was awesome. And to your point, um, this feels weird because it was a game on a Thursday. It was an ugly game. And, like, mm-hmm. we didn't learn anything about the team. No. Um, it just kind of happened, and I'm glad we're 4-3. and three. Uh, The defense looked good, but Denver stinks. Um, yeah. The offense looked good for like two drives. Um, Dearness Johnson is good, but like mm-hmm. when we're healthy, he doesn't get any touches just due to the lack. You know, there's only one ball. 
Um, I don't know if we learned anything in this game except for how much Landry helps being on the field. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. The biggest, the two biggest takeaways that I took out of it was outside of just uh, the Ernest being really good, but you're never going to know it because there's just, you can't, two running backs is fine. Three running backs, you can't do, but who knows how long Hunt is out. So mm-hmm. at least it gives you that that cushion to know, hey, if he's out, you know, we can kind of nurse him and let him go for a little bit. Um, but yeah, I, I saw, saw something, I saw something too that's like now, this is almost like a Matt Castle game where it's like, it's in your head, like, Hey, you know, this guy's actually pretty good, even though he doesn't show it that often because he doesn't yeah. have the chance. So now Dearness Johnson's going to go get, get some money from somebody just based on last week. It's the Matt Flynn game. Yeah. The Matt Flynn. The yeah. Matt, Matt Flynn's a good example. Yeah. yeah. Where he gets just a massive contract for one game. Um, but I mean, running backs also are a dime. Like, I want to say a dime a dozen, but I mean, you look at the, what the 49ers have done where they're just subbing random guys in and they're still running well based on the system. Also helps the offensive line is phenomenal. And yeah, that was the other thing outside of the Landry thing I was going to say was it showed you how important having a mostly intact offensive line is because uh, Jedrick Wills came back, looked great. Uh, Blake, is it Haynes or Hoynes or whatever? I Hands, I think it's Blake Hands. Hans, I think it's H A N C E, right? Yeah, Blake Hans yeah. uh, moved over to the right side, and Von Miller didn't do anything. Said he was going to kill who was ever in front of him. Didn't do much of anything. So, and he even said he kind of felt like shit afterwards because he talked a bunch and then did nothing. So, mm. it just showed you how important that offensive line is to this offense um, overall. Case Keenum was fine. I mean, Case did exactly what you pay him $6 million a year to do, which is beat bad teams or keep you in games and not make mistakes to take you out of them. Yeah. Yeah, he's not going to win you any games. He's, he's, not, he's probably not going to lose you any games. Um, when he needed to make plays, that first drive was good because it was kind of like it was, it was scripted very well. Yeah. And um, – that was like a good get the get ahead early um, show that that you're not screwing around. And then that last drive, he was good. And, and that's all you need. Right. I mean, um, and then he had that play where he ran and, and luckily got the ball. He fumbled, but the ball bounced to, to one of our guys. But he was just good enough to win that game. Um, yeah. I'm sure we'll get into the Baker versus case thing at some point, which mm-hmm. I don't know why that's a thing, but uh, yeah. And I've got it on there. I've got it worried in a different way, but there is, well, there was the, the quote that come came out from Jedrick Wills where they asked him, what was his confidence level? Um, what's his confidence level going forward after that game with case. And he said, he's like, we didn't fall off. He's like, we didn't drop off. Nothing dropped off. But like, he never said case is as good as Baker. Mm-hmm. He never said, he said the offense didn't drop off, which is exactly what it should be for a, a backup that you pay $6 million a year for. You didn't drop off. And I think what he was referring to was his confidence level. Like they were just as confidence go, confident going in as they were with Baker. But nowhere did he say Baker or Case is just as good as Baker. I think that got spun. I think mm-hmm. that was meant to be 
hey, like Case is good, not Baker's bad. Um, And I do think there's something to be said about, you know, you look at a lot of other teams and their backups versus their starters. I don't think there are two starters as similar in how they want to play Mm-hmm. and body types as what they have in Cleveland. And I would argue that Case Keenum is probably the best backup in the league. If not, he's a top three, top five best backup. Like mm-hmm. that's, he was on the field to do exactly what he did. And this was not when we, when, uh, when we're running out to Sean Kaiser or Kevin Hogan or Cody Kessler, like that's yep. not what this was. He's a professional. It, he was a little bit more like Seneca Wallace or Jason Campbell. Mm-hmm. He's better than them, but. You but know, that's a similar veteran yeah. that can steer the ship because mm-hmm. this dip, this ship right now needs to be steered more than it needs to be led. Yeah. And I think that's what he did. Yeah. He, yeah, I think he, the good point is he is, he's one of the higher, he has to be one of the higher paid backups in the NFL. And there's a reason why, because he fits into the offense so well. He does exactly what Stefanski wants him what this offense is built for the quarterback to do. Baker adds other elements, but case, I mean, shit, he already did it with case. Like they did it in 2017 and they went 11 and 11 and three. He was 11 and three as a starter. He's done it before. Like, it's not crazy that he can't do it. Like not, I'm not saying he's going to do that again, but you're right. It's, I would say it's him, Mariota and maybe Brissett. Yeah, but we saw how much how in the line uh, the Dolphins do stink. Yeah, but, you know he didn't really elevate his team. And Mariota, Mariota's a talented guy, but mm-hmm. he's so different from Derek Carr that they do yeah. have to change the offense. Which I think that Case Keenum is like the perfect Iowa quarterback, where it's like he's yeah. going to win the games he he's supposed to win. He's going to lose the games he's supposed to mm-hmm. lose. Um, Baker to get where this team wants to go, you need Baker and you need good Baker, but, but you can, you can hold water. You can stay afloat with Keenum for sure. Yes. You can, you can stay in the hunt the whole time because you have a lot of winnable games and case is realistically not going to take you out of any games. He's never going to, he shouldn't because of the way the offense is designed. He's never going to take you out of a, let's say the Lions, a game you obviously should yeah. win. He's not going to lose you that game. If you lose yeah. that game, it's on, it's on you. It's on the defense. It's on, that's a team loss. Yeah. yeah. That's a team loss. Um, but it, this will, this will roll right into it. I guess, you know, we've kind of talked about it, but over the next couple of weeks, the schedule has, I think, I, I don't want to say changed because obviously it hasn't changed, but I think the outlook on the schedule has changed a little bit. So we'll talk later about like the news about Baker and everything like that. But let's say that Baker, it's a bone. So, I mean, obviously it takes time to heal. Um, so over the next four weeks, you've got Pittsburgh this week, the Bengals, the Patriots, the Lions. And then you go into or next five weeks gets then the bye. And then you've got the Ravens. Your confidence level going forward after seeing what you saw in in the game Thursday. Out of those five games, like is your confidence level higher because of what you saw, or is it pretty much the same where you're at because Case is exactly who you thought he was? No, I think he's exactly where it was at before. He's not gonna he's not gonna elevate you to win games. Um 
I think the bigger piece to what the next couple of weeks look like is probably more Nick Chubb. Mm -hmm. I think they said they're probably expecting him for the Steelers game. Yeah. Um, I just, to get where you need to go, you need Baker. Um, You can tread water with case. Mm -hmm. The schedule got a little weird because now all of a sudden we think the Bengals are good. Yeah. And we don't think the Steelers are good, but the Steelers, if the Steelers game was against any other team that I don't think is very good, we win. There's something about it being the Steelers, you know, it just, one of those things, it's like, they're not dead until, until they're dead. They're the OSU of the NFL. Yeah. So I'm not thrilled that that's coming up, but you got to play somebody. Um, And I think as an organization, and I think this is where good organizations set themselves apart besides quarterback yeah, I, and we talked about this before, right? The the excuses are okay week in, like mm-hmm. for a week, but good teams work through injuries. Yeah, and um, we're gonna prove to ourselves if we're a good organization and better than we have been. I mean, we're better than we have been, but like really a top organization through these next five games. That if we can find a way to go, you know, four and one, three and two, mm-hmm. we're a good organization and a good team getting a quarterback back that can help even more than what we've got, then we're in really good shape. If we go one and four, then yeah, the sky's falling. Yeah. I would say it just solely based off of case, I would say my confidence level level is a little bit higher. Um, just because I think he showed that because you worry a guy who hasn't played in over almost two years, um, you worry that, Hey, maybe it has like just completely fallen off. And he showed like, Hey, he's, He's exactly what we're paying him to do. Um, so obviously, like these next five weeks are the biggest because if if Baker is really hurt and there is the word is that he's going to practice on Wednesday, um, and we'll talk about you know what you would rather do later when we talk about the Steelers preview. But going forward, I mean, like you said, if you can go four and one say you lose to the Bengals or you go with three and two the the hope obviously the hope is five and oh obviously but you're realistically hoping that you go three and two because I think Lions is easy Patriots defense is good but the offense really isn't that good um but you worry because it's in Foxborough there's there's some things where you're hoping like, Hey, case can get us to these five weeks. We can go three and two. You get into the harder part of the schedule at the end. Cause that, that last five, last five weeks is obviously going to be the hardest stretch. Hopefully Baker's back after a week. Like that's what you're hoping for. So seeing what I saw from case, I, I do feel a little bit more confident, but I wouldn't say it's like, like drastically more. I would just say, it definitely made me feel good to say, hey, this is exactly – he is who we're paying him to be, mm-hmm. which makes you feel good. Yeah, I I just think the Broncos are so bad, mm-hmm. and it's hard to get too much confidence out of it, too much of a read. Um, the, the crowd's going to be nuts on Sunday, which yeah. will be good. That'll help us. Um, it, it's nice to have some some of these freaking games at home. The um, – yeah, I don't know. I mean – this obviously the five week outlook changes when it's not Baker, if it's not Baker and we don't know if it is or not. Yeah. Um, it's tough. You know, it's, it's tough to, to think of losing him for a long time, 
the team's good enough to stay afloat, but then it is on when he comes back. And if he's rusty and, and then it gets ugly again, I don't, I don't know what to do. Yeah. That's the tough part is it is, it is a, if he comes back, like if you're staying just barely afloat and he does come back, like say you go two and three and he comes back. And like you said, he is rusty in the last five weeks. It's going to be Baker pressing time. And that isn't always exactly what you want. He's not like, Baker tries to do too much sometimes. In this offense, it's not designed for him to do too much. It's designed yeah. for him to do exactly what he needs to do. Yeah, and, and I think, to your point, um, I don't even think it's like this season because we're a game back, and if we go two and three, yeah, then the division's done, but we can mm-hmm. still make the playoffs. Yeah. I think the more annoying part about this in the NFL in general – and. I think there's a lot of ways you can separate yourself from a lot of this in other sports, but the next, if we go three and two in the next five weeks, it's just going to be so annoying to hear about. You know? Yeah. That's the worst part about football is you got to wait a week. I just don't want to hear about it. I would rather win games, obviously to make the playoffs, but I just don't want to hear about that. People like, Oh, the Browns are a fraud. It's like, well, you know, come on, but you know, that's the conversation. If we do go two and three. Well, yeah, it's the conversation that's been going on all year is the Browns are the most disappointing team in the NFL. And it's Mm. like how quickly people forget that the Chiefs are bad. Like, we'll talk about it later quickly, but the Chiefs are not good. But somehow the Browns are still the most disappointing team. And, like, it is. It's a thing, like, you don't – that's why this was nice having the game on Thursday after the game on Sunday. Mm -hmm. Because you only had Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday of everybody talking about it. Really only Monday, Tuesday – because Wednesday you were getting the preview of the Broncos game. Yeah, it was almost like um, it was almost like a baseball game where like yeah. you lose the you lose a playoff game, everyone's like, oh, we suck, we suck, and then you play it again right away. So that yeah. that taste gets out of your mouth. Yeah, it was that quick turnaround. So that was a nice thing. Um, not so nice. We've talked about it, I feel like every single week, but this was I think kind of the, the definitive week of Odell Beckham. Again, look bad. Another drop, uh, continuing to drop passes. The one that was the funniest to me was the one where he fell. And Troy Aikman goes to say, he's like, well, you know, if he stays up, he may be. And then he immediately sees that it would have hit Odell. Or he said, even if he stays up, I don't think. And he sees it and it hit Odell in the back. Like it would have hit him in the chest if he stays Mm -hmm. up. Um, You then have the second half, he gets a couple, you know, Goes down with his shoulder, then he started, then he got a couple passes, getting all jacked up on the sidelines, and then nothing came of it. It's a continuing conversation, I think, at this point. Trade, the stock has just completely fallen off, and I think it may just be a thing where, hey, you just go through the season, hopefully you can get something out of it, maybe you can turn it around, and then you trade him in the offseason. Yeah, I mean, to that point, like, if there's – there's zero benefit of keeping him around or, or um, there's, there's zero. That's not what I meant to say. I meant to say that there's zero benefit trading him. Cause we're not going to get anything for mm-hmm. him. He's not detrimental to the team. Nope. Um, I think, I think defenses do have to kind of take him seriously still. Now I'm almost on the other side. Like what's the point of trading him? Yeah. Because he's been doing so bad. The defenses are still like, maybe they back off him a little and that gives mm-hmm. him some confidence and you get a big game out of him. But I agree. There's no, there is no benefit at this point to trading him for doing the Stefan Gilmore stupid. Well, plus I think that the 
offense and the receivers in general, no matter what, you know, we watch the games in and out every week. And I think that kind of skews our views sometimes because we don't mm-hmm. watch other games. It's not like we'll watch some tape or anything. We're not yeah. lunatics and we know where, how far our job is from where we're living. Yep. But the, um, now that you have Landry back, I don't think any of the receivers scared you even with thinking like, Oh, you know, we like DPJ and we like Higgins. And, mm-hmm. But I don't think any of them scared you like Obel, Odell Beckham scares you from a defensive side. So now it will be very interesting. I think to see them both on the field a little bit again and see like, Hey, is there open lanes for one or the other, or what is available for o- Odell that wasn't available before? Cause they didn't play together at all this year. Right. Him and Landry. Yeah. Nope. So I think that will be interesting to see if there's some lanes for one or the other. Yeah. And we brought it like you brought up at the beginning, the, the impact that Landry makes is ridiculous. Like everybody mm. was talking about the tackles and everything like that. It's, it's like night and day once Landry's in there, because you know, if he's open, you throw it his way, he's catching mm. the ball. Or even if he has a window, he's catching that ball. He's coming down with it. He's going to get you the yards. Like it's, it felt good to have him back. And I think that's something that gets kind of, I don't want to say overshadowed, but kind of gets, doesn't get looked at as often with him is just how consistent he is. Like he is, he is as close to a tight end that you can get in that security blanket sort of role. Yeah. And he, he's doing this. He did that last week with Keenum who he hasn't even developed a relationship with. And Mm -hmm. Keenum is not, they're not afraid of Keenum beating you deep i mean even the one deep ball he threw probably you know if he's not directly on the sideline yeah it gets picked off so when you do get baker back and you have them both and one can be just short but you have to you have to respect baker's deep ball Mm -hmm. which you don't have to for keenum he's going to be even more open laser will yeah like odell odell can still give you that tyreek hill factor of hey this guy could just bust one loose yeah you got to respect him yeah, and you're going to see that, like, and it is, like, yeah, end of the season. The biggest thing you can say is he has not once in the in the years that he's been here has he ever been a distraction in the mm-hmm. locker room attitude-wise. Like, yeah, that was the thing that everybody said about him was, like, oh, this guy's got a bad attitude. He's been awesome since he's been here. Like, on the field-wise, it hasn't been exactly what we wanted, but attitude-wise, like, in and out of the locker room, from everything you hear, these guys love playing with him. Yeah. It's just, it doesn't work. And it just happens sometimes. And we've said it time and time again, me and you have both said it. It doesn't mean that he's bad. It doesn't mean that we're bad. It just means it didn't work. Mm-hmm. And I am, to see, I am interested to see if Baker does come back, what it looks like with Landry and Beckham, because there hasn't been much Landry and Beckham mm-hmm. throughout all this. The other thing too is like he does still provide you something that no one else on the team provides you, which is any type of deep threat. Peoples Jones isn't really a deep threat per se. Like he's not going to beat the top off the defense. No. Um, And Anthony Schwartz, now that Sean's not on the podcast, (laughs) that guy stinks. You know, like this is the Anthony Schwartz coming out party. And I think he had like four catches. Yeah. And a, and like a decent return. And that was just because DPJ wasn't playing. Right. Did he not play? No, he didn't play the whole game. Oh, you're right. I did know that. Yeah. yeah. Um, Anthony Schwartz had two catches for 22 yards. Yeah. And a rush for minus two. Yeah. So like, I'm, I'm sick of hearing about Anthony Schwartz. So um, yeah, I think he still provides something that you, that no one else does. And 
and it will be interesting to see them both on the field now. Yeah. Um, defensively wise, I mean, there was things that looked a lot different, a lot of man coverage, uh, John Johnson playing at the line of scrimmage more, which was good to see. Um, again, though, I agree with you. I don't think you learn much from a Teddy Bridgewater that looked like he had just got done playing like eight games of pickup and was running off the court. Like the way he just jogged, it looked like he just played a bunch of pickup and his feet were killing it. Yeah. It looked like his feet fell asleep while he was taking a poo. Yeah. And like he had to go do something, but yeah, he just did not look comfortable and he's not very good anyway. So no six and one Teddy Bridgewater line. It is. Yep. And the, the one has an asterisk. Yes. Cause we didn't account for John Gruden. Game Correct. Five. Yeah. So, um, but the defense looked good. The big thing for me, Johnny Stanton, respect the fullback. And two, what's crazy, he played quarterback for three out of his – or four out of his five years in college. Where did he go? So he started as a quarterback at Nebraska Mm. and then went to Saddleback College. Of course. And then played played at UNLV, was a quarterback there, threw for like 2,500 yards, and then I think got hurt. And then came back as a fullback. That's 2,500 more yards than Tate Martell's going to throw at UNLV. Yep. That dude sucks. Shout out UNLV. The, the, the slot machine for touchdowns and turnovers is awesome. That is pretty sick, yeah. Um, but good thing, it's not, good thing it's not a slot for wins because they never get to pull it. Nope. Um, but the, who knows? Johnny Stanton trick plays coming forward. You don't see fullback pass as much. He was good. Like I watched a couple of his like highlight videos. He wasn't bad. Like he was just built like himself, just not as like massive on the arms and didn't look like Phaeton Hillis. Um, But yeah, like you said, not much you can take away from the game because the Broncos are so bad, but a win's a win in the NFL. You walk away, everything's fine. Yeah. And don't doubt Johnny Stanton. No, do not. Do not. Let me tweet that. He's so his career receiving is he's one for one with one yard and one touchdown. Perfect. I'm doubting him. I'm doing doubt. it right now. I'm doing yeah. it. I'm doubting. We doubt you, Johnny Stanton. Do something about it. Johnny Stanton the fourth. Just a fantastic fullback name. Mm-hmm. Um, but we'll move on. Massive week this week. It's Steelers week. Um, on Halloween. Spooky. The last day of Spooktober. Um, yeah, last day of Spooktober. Sad. Um, but I said this before. So the, the rumor is, or the I should say the belief is that Baker is going to practice tomorrow. Um, and then they'll evaluate as the week goes on. I don't know if that means he's going to play. It could just be like a whole thing. Hey, just keep him out there so he doesn't get rusty or anything like that. But the question comes in, it's been a week. He's not, the bone is not healed. I'm no doctor. I've gone to school long enough to be a doctor, but I'm not. (laughs) I don't think bones heal that fast unless you're Wolverine. So your choices are a healthy Case Keenum or a hurt Baker Mayfield. So essentially the Baker that we saw against the Cardinals. With your whole offensive line back, Nick Chubbeck, who are you taking? I'm taking Baker still. I, I, I wish the injury would have been different 
mm-hmm. because it just pisses me off how he even got it. Yeah. And when I think about it, I'm like, you dumbass. Yeah. But but that's water under the bridge. Can't change it. I I don't know what it feels like to throw with a torn labrum in your other shoulder. No. I don't know what it feels like to throw with that other bone fractured in your other shoulder. So honestly, like it's really hard to, to say anything. And it's really hard to even talk about this game with so much unknown. Yeah. If Baker is 80% of himself, is he better than Case Keenum? I don't know. If he's if he's 80%, then you probably don't play him because 80% Baker plus maybe getting scared to get hit probably mm-hmm. doesn't work. If he's 90, 95, or a hundred percent, even though he has a hurt shoulder, I don't then you play him. I I don't know. I'm not a doctor, man. Yeah, it's tough. Like you said, it's tough to preview this with so much unknown. What I will say is just from like hearing what other people have said, not other people like that I know, but just people on TV that has said, yeah, I've had this injury or yeah, I've had this torn labrum. It's everybody says like, it's not going to get any better by just sitting. I think a 90% Baker is, is equal to a hundred percent cases you can get. Mm Mm-hmm. Having the full offensive line back does help. I think this week, though, after knowing that bone was broken and knowing what the Bengals are, I would rather go in with Case for this week. I don't care that it's – I understand it's a Steelers week and really, you know, things get kind of thrown – throw out the record books and all that shit, but whatever. I think you you run with Case because he saw that he can, he can keep you in the game. You have Chubb back. You have your offensive line back. Things are are better, like look better than they did a week ago. Like you're just getting more guys healthy. Keep Baker out. Let him get to as full as you can, and then roll into that uh, that Bengals game at as full strength as you can be. Now, granted, hopefully nothing happens this week or any bullshit like that. Like that's the hope. But you roll into next week against the Bengals, against a team that looks good from what everybody like from what we've seen and roll with it then yeah the problem the problem with that though is if he's not going to injure it anymore then how do you ever bring it like if it's not going to get better how do you Mm -hmm. ever bring him back yeah and then the other problem is i can also see i can also picture tj watt literally ripping his arm off at some point in the game you know yeah I don't know. I, I think that if it's not, if it can't get hurt any worse, they need to either play him or he should just get the surgery. Yeah. Like if he's, if, if you've kind of, cause I know they said the reason why he wasn't playing on Thursday was the inflammation. It wasn't really anything to do with the bone or anything. It was really just the inflammation, which we don't have any more Thursday games the rest of the year. So for the yeah, rest and of the gave him more time. Yeah. The rest of the season, you're realistically either playing seven days in between or mm-hmm. eight days if you play on a Monday night, which we have one Monday night game. Yeah. Late, um, right. Or six days if you go from Monday to Sunday. Or this mm-hmm. and I think this no, because that's a sun the Christmas Day games on Sunday. But I think you have maybe we'll have one Saturday game in there, whatever. Um either way, you're not going on three days rest into a game. Mm-hmm. So you don't have to worry about that. So 
that is the question is if it's not going to get any better by sitting, you either get the surgery or wear the plate like they've done before with dudes, wear a plate in the in the sleeve, or I, th- I think uh, Kittle has always played with like some type of sleeve on his shoulder and things like that. Like, yeah, there is that argument there is if it's not going to get any better, then play or get the surgery, which if you get Did the you surgery, ever, it is what it is. Do you ever think about like we're in the year 2021 and like injuries are still a thing? Like we don't have ways around injuries still. Like, like the how are they not like it? Yeah, like how are they not like okay? Put this sleeve on, and hey, now your shoulder doesn't get ripped off. It's just amazing. Yeah, we've invented all. I think football will always be that sport where like it's always there's always going to be like some way that some guy gets hurt in like a weird way that yeah. doesn't make any sense. Um, but we'll move on. Uh, Steelers offense. I mean, Big Ben is not Big Ben at this point. Um, Najee Harris is good. I don't, I don't know. I don't see it. I don't see what everybody's freaking out about with Najee Harris, but, um, wide receiver wise, Juju Smith Schuster is out for the year. Um, Deontay Johnson has been good when he can catch the ball. Chase Mm. Claypool's a douche. Um, (laughs) he is a douche. Pat Fryermuth is as Pittsburgh as it can get. I don't mind Pat Fryermuth just because it's a funny name to say. Um, yeah. But Steelers offense wise, is there anything that comes on the f- like steps on the field for them where you're di- like and oh their offensive line is is terrible too? Um, is there anything on the Steelers offense that really scares you? Yeah, I mean, Big Ben in a bathroom at a Burger King is probably scary. I think it was just um, a bar, but yeah, the Burger King Burger would be King. bad too. Probably was a Burger King. Eminem line, uh, but I. I I have post-traumatic Steelers disorder where, like, I can – even last year, I know we beat them in the playoffs, but that first game was so awful. And, like, maybe I'm just so screwed up that I've I've just watched Ohio State win a billion times and all that stuff that I just get so worried about these games. And even the Ravens don't scare me like the the Steelers do. I don't know why that is either, but I don't know. The Steelers just, like – you said throw out the record book. But at the same time, 99% of the time, the Steelers have a better record than us. And 98% of the time they beat us. I think the record book's pretty important. Yeah, it's, it is. It's a weird thing with the Steelers. If you're not a Browns fan, you don't understand it. Cause like the Ravens fans, you can argue like that has been as neck and neck as it can be over the last 10, however long Harbaugh has been there. It's been very neck and neck. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, the Bengals, there was a time period where it was back and forth. For the Browns, it's always been like there, there is that hilarious stat where for the longest time before Baker, the winningest quarterback at First Energy was Ben Roethlisberger. Well, and it doesn't even feel like for – I feel like nationally, Steelers-Browns doesn't mean anything because it's no. been so odd, horribly one-sided, and the Bengals and – like you said, the Bengals and Ravens have had these better seasons where it feels like I think uh, Bengals Steelers was a rivalry for a while when every Bengal probably should have been in jail. Thought and I think it was that, trying to murder people. Yeah. And, uh, and Steelers Ravens has been a really good rivalry and no one yeah. cares about Browns Brown Steelers. It's like the old school one, like, Oh, well back in my day, this was a rivalry. So I, yeah, it's probably hard to explain. 
for people that don't care, but this is a Browns podcast. So they probably care. Yeah. And it is, it's, it's a weird, it's a weird thing where like for, for seven weeks, Ben Roethlisberger has looked like ass and has looked like half of who he is looking like what Drew Brees was last year, where it was just, this is not the same dude. The drop-off was instantaneous from the year before. And I still think he's going to go out there and throw for 450 yards. Chase Claypool is going to have like two 50 yard touchdowns and it's going to suck. And you're going to lose like 35 to 10 and feel like death afterwards. That I don't think is a product of what the team really is. I think that is just Mm -hmm. a product of we've seen this before. It has sucked. Even when you win, you don't because when we beat them two years ago, Miles Garrett tried to murder somebody. Yeah, that was awesome. Um, and then the, I think it was the year before that, you tied the first game of the season. Yeah. So now, we have beat them twice in a row. And even the, the regular season one, they rested everybody. And it was like, yeah. well, we rested everybody. You still almost lost. And we beat the fuck out of them in the playoffs. Yeah. That was so, so awesome. It is. I, I think individually, nothing scares me on the Steelers offense. I think it's what everything. Blank. If they had a blank jersey, yeah, I wouldn't they wouldn't concern me, but they yeah. they don't, you know. And I think really honestly, it all is just Big Ben. I feel like it's their whole aura, like Tomlin and and the defense and and TJ Watt, and I feel like it's everything about them. Yeah, it's that like for offensively wise, I think it is just Big Ben because oh, he yeah. is just yeah. it it is just it's the boogeyman, it's the 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 monster in the closet like yeah, the monster in the bathroom it. we've seen it so many times yeah and you just always know it's gonna like you not always know it's gonna happen but you always have that feeling that it's gonna happen and who knows maybe this is finally where he he's done and you know it could be his last game in cleveland and you know what it's like yeah, here I, I i like bringing analogies to the show well, let me switch let, let me switch to this uh <laughs> um <laughs> Baker Mayfield. Anyway, um, <laughs> that was my con coward. The I feel like this. I've got a great analogy for you. Okay, this is like when you're in college, or and your friends go to college, and you they're like, oh yeah, you know, we go to different schools and we try to work, we're, but we're gonna try to work it out. And at first, it's like, yeah, like good luck. Like I, I think it's gonna work, and then it never works. And then like by the 10th or 12th person that tries to do it, you're like, okay, like I've seen, I've seen this a hundred times. Yeah. I've got a feeling of how this is going to go. And that's how the game feels, even though it probably shouldn't, but that, I don't know. That's just how it feels. Yeah. It's like, this is something I want to talk about, but I'll, I'll talk about now. This, this is likely, I, I would imagine could be big Ben's game last, last game in Cleveland. For everything that he's like, for every like, it sucks he's a stealer and everything like that. Outside of that, it will be. I think Big Ben will be this is the second to last. Like, it'll be weird when he's gone, guy. Because I think Brady is that last guy. Like the NFL yeah, will yeah. be weird when he's gone. The NFL will be weird because he's never gonna do anything ever again. Like you are I not think, gonna put Big Ben on TV. Yeah, I think it's weirder. 
I'd, I'd be happier if he retired because the NFL has this weird way of bringing guys that were really good to different teams. Like, yeah. I don't think it's weird that Eli's not in the league anymore. I think it's weird that Philip Rivers played for the Colts. Yeah. I think it's weird that I think it's going to be less weird when Brady's not in the league. I think it's weirder that he's on Tampa. Yeah, that he's winning. Yeah, and and if Rodgers leaves Green Bay, like that will be weird. When Favre left and went to the Jets, uh, the Jets and the Vikings, like that was really weird. Yeah, but it doesn't feel. It feels kind of a little odd, I guess. Like Breeze isn't in the league, but it'd be weirder if you saw Drew Brees suiting up for the Bengals. Yeah, I think. Is Ben like outside of Brady? Is Ben like the guy that is like most synonymous with his franchise? Because I think Rogers, Rogers isn't as much anymore because he hates it. Yeah, yeah. I think it's hard to not picture New Orleans and Drew Brees. I'd put them above Ben, even though he didn't start there. Yeah. I guess maybe I mean because like guy the who they went through. Guy he's like where he started. Like yeah, Brady is with the the Bucks now, but like I'll always put Brady in New England. Like for some reason like it'll always be Big Ben and the Steelers. Yeah, Dan Marino probably was a little before. Well, uh yeah, but even like Peyton, like, I don't know. It's weird. Yeah. Like that's another weird one and he won there too. Joe Montana, like that's weird. He ended in Kansas City. Yeah. Yeah, it's just like it, I guess it's different being Browns fans and like seeing Ben two times a year, every single yeah. year, kicking your throat in, like mm-hmm. just being a monster. And Ohio guy played at Miami of Ohio. There's the stories of like why the Browns didn't draft him. Is like, have you ever heard that? No. So the Browns didn't draft him because the day he worked out for the Browns. It was a torrential downpour mm-hmm. and he worked out outside. I think he worked out at BG and yeah, he's at, from that area. Yeah. yeah. He worked out outside and he didn't do well. Mm-hmm. So the Brown said, well, this guy sucks. Like he, he can't throw. And yeah. it was like a torrential downpour. And the Browns just said, well, this guy's not any good. Like he can't throw We're we're going to pass on him. Yeah, and that was before the indoor facilities really became a thing. Yeah, so it is just it's it's a typical like old brown story where you pass on a guy because you're like, oh, he can't throw. Well, yeah, because it's in a torrential downpour. No, and you see what happens. Granted, mm-hmm. you can't really always say like what he would have been you know, or whatever, but yeah. and you can't say no to him. So nope, <laughs> I used to. Now he's married with kids, so everything's fine. Mm-hmm. Um. But uh, Conklin and Chubb are back, uh, back to practice. You mentioned it. The, the word on Chubb is unless there is some, you know, dramatic setback, he will play. Conklin's fine. I don't think there's really any worry about him not playing. But confidence level going into this game, full offensive line back, arguably the best running back in the NFL back. What is your confidence level going into this game? The on a scale Steelers, of one to ten, the Steelers jerseys freak me out, man. <laughs> they do. Like I can't. I. It's hard for me to think like, oh yeah, like Browns are going to win. I do the same thing with Duke Carolina basketball games. Like yeah. I never go into that game feeling like I. All I'm thinking about, man, how's Carolina going to blow this late? 
It's me, um, Michigan, and Ohio State. Yeah, and Michigan and Michigan. Well, but 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 in fairness, like Michigan blows those games a yeah. lot. Like Carolina beats Duke. Yeah, it's a but fair. Yeah, but like those I still am like, but I'm still like, oh man, how are we gonna blow this? Because there's some crazy stats out there that, like, I think in the last, I think the last 14 games at Cameron, Carolina's had a 10 point, uh, a double digit lead at some point in 11 of them, and lost eight of those games. What was it when we watched the game together? They blew a 13 point lead. Yeah, and then they won the championship that year, so it didn't matter. But yeah, but like, I. I don't know. I, I I'd feel more comfortable with Baker. I would. Yeah. Um. I uh, four. I'll go with the four. I would say. I don't think the Steelers' defense is as good as everybody's giving him credit for. T.J. Watt's a monster, but I don't think he's been that great this year. Um. And Devin Bush is good too, Michigan guy. I would say my confidence level is like a six and a half, knowing without knowing if Baker's going to play. Um, and that's all I can go off right now because I don't like it's the it's the good and bad of filming on a like recording on a Tuesday because a we get out before all the other podcasts which doesn't matter anyways but um and two we don't know if Baker's gonna play or anything like that so but I the line freaks me out more than anything too like that three and a half which is basically we're always just favored by three and a half now yeah um. I don't know. It, it freaks me out. And I feel like they know something we don't because they say that um, three points is about home fields worth. So neutral field were a pick them. That feels really low to me with a decent Baker. So, yeah. Oh, also who's our, what's our rival podcast? It, since you brought up other podcasts. Oh, the orange is orange year. Oh yeah. Fuck the orange is orange year. Yeah. I'm not sure why, but. Not sure what happened again, but stupid takes from stupid people. But I can't say they're stupid because if I do, I'm a bad person. Oh no, fuck them. They're yeah. stupid. So, um, not sure of the takes. Let me rephrase or uh, let me re- repeat. I am not sure what takes they had, but they're stupid. They're stupid. They're the ones I told you were, didn't I? Uh, yeah, probably. Yeah, they're stupid. Yeah. Oh, stupid and fuck the cut, too. <laughs> you can say that now. Um, but yeah, confidence level for me is a six without knowing if Baker's going to play, um, which will roll us into our predictions this week. We'll go with Sean's. Uh, Sean has this uh, 23-17 Browns. Um, I don't know. Obviously, I don't, I don't know if that's based off of Baker playing anything that we can only go off what we know. Well, it's probably off fantasy stats. True. Jalen Hurts. So. <laughs> um that motherfucker but I, i'll go next because i've got some i've got 24 17 browns and that is with not knowing if baker is going to play i think it's still similar if baker plays i think we can go off the assumption that if baker's going to practice on wednesday and everything that i've read said if he practices he plays baker's going to play mm. so i don't think he would practice if he's not going to play um so what do you got I don't think the Browns cover. Okay. Where you guys both do. Yeah. I'll say 2017 Steelers. What are the records for us, by the way, on these picks? Um, We've all, we're all pretty close, I think. Yeah, we're all pretty close. I have them all somewhere. Hold on. I think, 
think the only game that we really all differed on was let me see. I had the Browns beating the Chargers, which that didn't happen. Mm-hmm. Um, we all had the Brown. We all had the. I think we all had the Browns beating the Chargers. No, you had the Chargers beating the Browns, and Sean had the Chargers beating the Browns. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to say you guys are probably up one game over me. No, yeah. me and you are tied for sure because you had the Vikings the week that we beat the Vikings. Oh, did I pick the Vikings? Oh, yeah. yeah and then we all had the Chiefs. Um, we all had the Browns against the Bears. Yeah, we all took the Browns against the Cardinals. We all took the Browns against the Cardinals. And then, yeah, you guys. So, I think me and you were tied. Sean's probably up one game. Yeah. Faster. So, and then the picks-wise, it's the, almost the exact same thing. Yeah. Um, so, we'll see. It'll be a good game. I mean, we got La- we got Nance and uh, Romo. So, that'll curse got us Nomo. for sure. Yep, Nomo. Nice. Um, that'll curse us for sure. So, uh, but we'll move on to everyone's favorite time now this is going to be interesting (laughs) so sean's not here so there are four games that we don't have anything written for so we're going to see what happens um (laughs) we'll go back and forth on the improv games yeah we'll see do you want to go first yeah i'll go first that's fine okay all right shit okay um it's time just go into it it's time for NFL, hurry up. Kansas City 3, Tennessee 27. Jackson, Jackson Mahomes was the only Mahomes anywhere close to dancing in the end zone as the Titans clown the Chiefs with Henry, showing he can pass. <laughs> Washington football team 10, Green Bay 24, Chris. Devontae Adams is a stud and he catches everything. I mean everything. <laughs> Cincinnati 41, Baltimore 17. <laughs> yes, yeah, this is good. Uh, um, um, I guess the Ravens were Jamar chasing him all game. <laughs> one for one. <laughs> Carolina 3, New York Giants 25. Sam Darnold act, uh, played like he never left NYC and looked like absolute shit. Danny Dimes showed everyone he is a star because he can catch. (laughs) Sensing a theme. Atlanta 30, Miami 28, Chris. So my joke got a little bit screwed here because Sean isn't on the podcast, but someone on this podcast told me that Kyle Pitts was bust. And as I read a, as everyone's favorite news site, Fox News, says Kyle Pitts on pace for best rookie tight end season in NFL history. Then it says, let's go, Brandon. Hmm. <laughs> Take that, Sean. <laughs> New York Jets 13, New England Patriots 54. Uh, Mac Jones not looking like a drunk asshole behind a wheel and dominating. I don't know. This is not as <laughs> Oh, can I do? Can I? Can yeah, I, go for it. Yeah. We, <laughs> we cut this, but. This isn't the last. This isn't the first time that a bunch of Patriots got riled, rallied around a couple of Jets in New York. <laughs> nope, that's staying. Out. That one's good. It's been it. that was a good one. Um, Philadelphia twenty-two, 
Las Vegas 33. Derek Carr continues to avenge his fallen coach, but it was Nick Sirianni who did a Gruden impression by coaching like an absolute asshole. Nice. Um, Indiana 30, San Francisco 18. Chris. We've been on the run, driving to the sun, looking out for number one. Wensifornia, here we come. Wensifornia. That was a good good one. Uh, Chicago 3, Tampa Bay 38. Um, Got this one? Yeah, let's see. Tampa Bay looked dominant as they wiped the fields with Justin Fields, and Nagy sees his way through the door. Ooh, this isn't the first time that uh, Tom was looking out for some bears. That's a good joke. Okay, okay, not bad, not bad. Uh, Houston 5, Arizona 31, Scorigami. Watt and Hopkins got their revenge against their former team. Deshaun Watson may be getting his revenge soon, but I, knowing him, I don't think it will be legal. Uh, <laughs> let's go New Orleans 13, Seattle 10. Um... DK running a straight line to nowhere. <laughs> These are way harder when you don't plan them out. What did that even mean? It doesn't mean nowhere, New Orleans. I don't know. I just. <laughs> yeah. Try. Oh. Um, Indy, Indy, or Detroit 19, Los, Los Angeles Rams 28. So I wanted this one to be last because I've spent, I spent, I think five years in Michigan and I really do actually kind of understand how they're, how they feel up there with their sports teams. Yeah. And it, it, it sucks watching, you know, a guy that they loved in Stafford that they thought was the guy um, leave and play for another team. But the good news is for Michigan and Detroit fans, at least they have the Tigers. Uh, well, they have the Pistons. Uh, well, at least the Red Wings are, oh, uh, well, Michigan basketball has won the champ. Uh, well, what about Michigan State basketball? Uh, well, Michigan football plays good against Ohio State. Uh, well, at least Michigan played good in the Frozen Four. Oh. Uh, and that's the end of the NFL. Hurry up. That crossed the line, man. Uh, at least the untrue. Michigan State, at least the Michigan State doctor didn't sexually assault a bunch of gymnasts. Oh. Uh, it doesn't get it's talked tough up about. There, like man. it shouldn't get talked no, about. The Ohio enough. State one doesn't get talked about enough. That's true. The guy raping wrestlers. Yeah, oh, I forgot about. That. Although if yeah. I was a wrestler, I'm, I'm kicking that dude's ass. Yeah, I just beat the shit. Oh, yeah. 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 Um, NFL quick talk, real quick. These are just two things I wanted to talk about, real quick. Uh, the Chiefs suck. I guess that's. I mean, that's about as nice as you can put it. But the Chiefs yeah. are just in a weird funk right now. And this is, I don't know if this is a hot take, but I'll say it. This looks a lot like the end of Philadelphia, Andy Reid, where he got sucked into doing things one way and then it went south quick. I don't know if it'll be that bad because you have Mahomes, but like Travis Kelsey doesn't look like Travis Kelsey. Travis Kelsey looks like a 32-year-old tight end who is starting to hit the end quick. And Tyreek Hill can't get open if there's quite literally no one else to throw the ball to. 
Yeah, and the, the, I don't even think the issue is as much throwing the ball. I think they ran for 30 yards last week, and Pat Mahomes was their leading rusher. Like, that might work in college, but that doesn't work in the NFL. Mm-hmm. And, no. and you got to be able to run the ball a little bit because it's not just – it's not just setting up plays and it's not just doing all that, but like there is a macho part of running the football. And if you're just going to be a finesse team that never runs the football, then you're going to lose games because no one's going to be afraid of you. No one's going to get punched in the mouth. And, and I get, they lost Clyde Edwards, Alaire, but like they don't have any running backs from the last three or four drafts that they could put in. Like to your point earlier about the Ernest Johnson, like, he was an undrafted free agent and mm-hmm. he looked really good. And I get some of that's the offensive line, but you got to at least try. And, and it was like the game last night. Did you watch all the game last night? Most of it. I, I it's the opposite for the Seahawks. Like I get you're playing um, Geno Smith, but like, you got to at least try to throw the football. And what, yeah. like, it, it's, it's still the NFL. And I don't understand, like I get, I'm kind of being a, a couch quarterback here but like it's it seems so obvious what teams are doing wrong and what better teams do right to fix it and they just refuse to fix it and I just don't like wouldn't you rather go down swinging with Geno Smith throwing the ball at least a little bit Mm -hmm. instead of just running the ball and losing like I probably would I think I think like people use that term like armchair quarterback and everything like that but like it's different if you can if you know enough like Sean's out at us. You're not a defensive coordinator or a, quarterback <laughs> or a professional athlete or a professional athlete. Yeah. And he hasn't outed me yet, but um, who knows who I could be. The mystery remains, but um, we know enough about football to see like football works because you evenly mix it up between pass and run. Like say what you will about the Browns being a run first team. The, the split is still there between Running like you said last night, what the the Seahawks did. I watched it. It was one series because I had DK and I yeah, needed DK to get literally ten more points. Yeah, and they ran it on first down, second down, third down. It was fourth and one. They punted. Yeah, I think they ran. They had a drive where they ran the ball eight times in a row and punted. Yeah, like it's not like what what's going on with the Chiefs is that is like they can't run the ball to save their life and they, whether you, whoever you have back there, even Clyde Edwards Hilaire isn't really a great runner. He's, he's good at catching the ball backfield more like an Alvin Kamara, but isn't he hurt too? Isn't he? he is. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But even if you had him, I think you're, you're the facts that remains, you can't yeah. run the ball with that offensive line and you built an offensive line off of all rookies and guys who've never played together before your defense has literally nobody on there. That is making like that scares anybody. Frank Clark is supposed to be really good. He's not any good. Chris Jones is supposed to be really good. Is not any good. They've both been hurt. Honey, like Tyron Matthew is old. Like he's not any good anymore. It is evident of what this, like, like you told me, they have not drafted well. Yeah. And, and I thank you for bringing that up because I wanted to say that too. The, to, to sustain, and this is what's so amazing about the Patriots, to sustain the level of success in the NFL, you, you can't, you're not like crushing first round picks every time. You're getting these guys for three, four, five years that are cheap and you're not paying them anything. That's what cheap means, you stupid ass. Um, but like, who's the last chief that you've seen like, oh man, this guy came out of nowhere 
and now he's really good. It just it just hasn't happened. Not one like, drafted. I would say in general, like besides Mahomes, uh, Kelsey and Hill, like who do you watch on that team? Like, oh, that guy's the starter in the league. Nobody really. Yeah. No. And, and I don't know when Chris Jones and Frank Clark were drafted. Yeah. I just, I'm just, it's just very surprising to me how poorly they've drafted. And that's not like they just paid Mahomes. So it's not like, and, and I've always been kind of a, a, a advocate of the NFL doesn't, you have to develop teams. You don't, it's not free agency. No. You got to be able to be able to develop teams. And now they can't do either. And they're in a really, really tough spot. Yeah, and for for as many years as people got mad at, um, I forgot Frank Clark played at Michigan. God damn. Um, and for as many years as people always complained, and he went to Glenville. The son of a bitch. Um, yeah, you, didn't know, you didn't know he went to Glenville? No, I totally forgot. Yeah. I mean, Frank Clark is such like a a plain name that I, you forget, and they didn't even draft him. So, um. Yeah, remember he didn't him and Marshawn Lattimore both get in trouble in Cleveland in the offseason? Uh probably. Yeah, because they were on the same. I think they were in the same would have been the same everything. Yeah, because 2015, I think, was the same draft class. Um, but for as many years as the Patriots didn't have first round picks, they would trade back and get like two second rounds or have like three third round picks. And those guys like maybe didn't turn into like straight up dudes, but they were serviceable guys that they weren't paying a ton and helped them move this season along. Yeah. Like, and that's in credit to Andrew Barry. Like you've seen him draft very well. It mm-hmm. jumps a second round pick. Like you've seen guys like the Browns have done not anywhere similar to the Patriots. I'm not saying that, but Donovan Peoples Jones Higgins, like these guys who have been, serviceable guys mm-hmm. so far to get you to the place you need to be somewhat. We'll see, but like, yeah, you just haven't seen them draft anywhere near as well as they should have. Yeah. And, and I think when you really think about the Patriots dynasty, it's not like, well, a B C and D are the reason. And they were all first round picks. It's like, mm-hmm. well, you know, Brady was a sixth rounder and Edelman was a seventh rounder, I think. And Gronk, I think was a first rounder. Gronk was, I think they're one of their only first rounders. Yeah. But um, who else? Uh, I th- Aaron Hernandez was too, but the, none of the running backs were first rounders and the defense wasn't really first rounders. And it's just, you got to be able to, to sustain something, not to be successful, but to really sustain a dynasty type situation. You got to hit on these late round picks. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll see what happens. I don't know. I did tell you, I think, I don't think it's going to happen by any means, but would be kind of funny if like Patrick Mahomes just sucked ass for the rest yeah. of his career. Like if it was like this, this he's the greatest quarterback we've ever seen. And the next thing you know, he has like 10 seasons where he can't, like he ends up being a backup in three years, mm-hmm. but he would always be like the guy where everybody's like, maybe, I don't know. It oh is- yeah. Are you going to get into that at all? Yeah, that's next. So, <laughs> so I would love fall. Sean. I wish Sean was on this. To he's hear got. We may still be in this when he gets out. We can get his take real quick. He said he, he texted me a little bit. He said he's like ten minutes out. Um, so a about ten minutes ago. So a list came out for any not a list or anything like that. So this is me getting. Well, hey, hey, do you wanna do you wanna hold this? And wait for him to get on because I do actually really want to hear his take. Why don't we go through the picks? Yeah, we'll start our. I don't picks. care about his, his his conversation on the picks. I want to hear his take on this. Yeah, 
So we'll go into the picks. Um, so we'll start with Sean's Wolf game of the week. This one is surprising because Sean has been fairly good on most of them, but this is surprising. He was adamant that like another Thursday night game that sucks. Devontae Adams hurt or Devontae Adams COVID. Uh, Alan Lazar COVID. Um, short week for these are all. This is what he told me. Short week for Kyler. He Isn't every week a short game. week? Short week for Kyler. Yeah, every week. <laughs> yeah. Um, Cardinals Packers. This is Wolf game of the week. Wow. Now, yeah. can I get something off my chest before we go to the gambling garage? Please do. <laughs> yeah, please explain this. What do you think I'm explaining? Are you going to explain the fact that you keep your gambling garage picks? No, I wasn't going to. No. Actually, you know what? I'll save it for the garage because I got a bunch of points I got to say. Okay. Okay. We'll save it. Okay. Um, So update on records. Uh, Sean is 12 and 12. Uh, You are 10 and 14. And Mm. I am 11 and 13. So we are all Mm. like right around it. I texted you and said, oh, shit, I went 4 and 0. That was when I had last looked at the Falcons. Um, Dolphins. Dolphins and was like, yeah. shit, this game's a lock. And then <laughs> Tua decided to like, I don't know, play out of his mind. Um, but games of the week, you and I both have the same game of the week in the Titans. Hell yeah, Colts. baby. Um, you riding with the Colts till you die. Yep. Uh, and I just think I, I, it's really like the biggest – Steelers Browns is too, but like the biggest divisional game, I think it is for them because they're really the only competition for each other in that division. Yeah, I think I think, and I had that same game as my my game of the week, obviously. But the um, it feels like a huge letdown spot for the Titans after yeah. beating uh, the the Bills late and and pounding the Chiefs. Where at the same time, it feels like the biggest game of the year for the Colts. Because mm-hmm. if they don't win this one, they're not going to catch them for the division. Um, the other weird thing is if the Titans win this game, I think they, and I said this a couple of weeks ago, and I think I'm going to be proved right. If they win this game, the Titans are the number one seed. They get the bye. Yeah. And they're scared. And they're a very, I was going to bring this up and I didn't know when I was going to bring it up, but like, this is a, this could be a big year where, if you're a home team in that first round, you don't feel safe because mm-hmm. there is a possibility that you have a brown, a healthier Browns team, a Chiefs team, um, either some combination of the Ravens or Bengals. Yeah. Like those are all your lower seeds. It's a weird year in the AFC where you don't know what's going to happen. Yeah, I think the only place you feel safe is this two seed because. Whatever team is the seventh seed, I don't think is going to be very good. No, because it's it, it. It could be a combination of like the Chiefs, the Raiders. Well, I, let me rephrase. Yes, if you get the Chiefs, that sucks. Yeah. But I, I, I mean, of like you got to play somebody in the playoffs, and if you get the Raiders, I mean, good God. Yeah, that's a bye week. So, um, so we both have that game. Uh, Sean has another divisional game: Bucks at Saints. Ew. Yeah, that seems more like a wolf game, but yeah, I don't know. He was adamant that the Cardinals Green Bay is gonna suck. So mm. um, but move on to favorites. My favorite is coming from my game of the week. I like the Titans at the Colts. 
Um, it is in Indianapolis. Uh, Titans minus one in that one. It's based, I mean, obviously, a pick them at that point, but um, I do. I think the Titans are for real, and I think Derrick Henry is just a problem. And he's doing something he hasn't done in all the other years, and that's every single week just dominating people. Like, who was it? Um, was it the Bills game when he ran over Micah Hyde? Mm-hmm. And people are like, Micah Hyde had to make a career, to, a business decision, and just like turned into a speed bump. Did you know um, I drank beers with Micah Hyde? Really? Mm-hmm. I forgot he's he, still in the league. He dated a girl at Cleveland State who my friend was sister. Oh, okay, let me start again. My yeah. friend's now wife. Okay. Sister dated my guy. So okay. Know. Yeah. That's an easier way to explain yeah. that. I was like, where are you going with this? Mm-hmm. He's from Fostoria. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So were if, they. Yeah. If you know anything about Fostoria, that's the middle of goddamn nowhere. Yep. I almost got a, a radio job in Fostoria. It's like a big radio city. That's interesting. Yeah. They have like one big tower that like serves that whole area. So hmm. um, move on. Your favorite. Uh, Cowboys minus two. Obviously, that assumes Dak plays, but I don't see a way that the Cowboys lose on turf all year. They're so fucking fast. Yeah, that offense is zooming, and the defense gets turnovers every <laughs> single week. Like the Cowboys yeah. are a problem in yeah, the they're NFC. Good, man, yeah, yeah, they really are. And I don't have the same disdain for the Cowboys that other people do. They don't really bug me. No, but they're really good. Yeah. I don't mind like I don't mind Dak. Yeah, I think their offense is fun. I don't like Zeke, but that's a Ohio State thing, and he's mm. a kind of a bad person. But, yeah. Um, Sean's got 49ers minus three and a half at the Bears. I don't know. <laughs> 49ers looked bad, and they're a weird team. So yeah, but Fields might be the worst quarterback in the NFL. Yeah, there was terrible. There was some plays where it was like this dude's just not seeing. The other field like anybody else. And Tampa's like Tampa's secondary is not good. No, they don't have anybody because I even yeah. think that uh Richard Sherman's hurt. Yeah, yeah, he got hurt uh, a couple weeks ago. Yeah. Um, so move on to our dogs. Uh who's your dog? It's Colts, baby. I want to just say two statistics about Carson Wentz. Okay. Eleven touchdowns. One interception. Yeah. Now, if you wouldn't take that on your team, I don't. You just you just hate white guys. I'll just say it. <laughs> you hate white people. Colts. It's a huge game. It's their game of the year. They are playing better. Get them out of a monsoon, and uh, they're going to win that game. And it's a it's a come down spot for the Titans. They got to lose sometime. Yeah, he's been goofy. Like it's been. I think because the first three games, like they just are the first however many games they lost, they just didn't look good. That everybody was immediately putting on Wentz. But like the last, the Ravens game, he looked really good. Um, Who they played last? The Houston game, he looked really yeah. good. And then this, the 49ers game was tough because it was a monsoon and he didn't look bad. That interception was hilarious. Well, and looking back, like they got their first three games where they did struggle a bit was, um, the Seahawks with Russell Wilson, mm-hmm. the Rams and the Titans. Like those are three really good teams. And that's why I kept laughing about the, um, like, that's why I kept saying like, it sucks that they're Owen, whatever, 
because they're not bad. Yeah, Frank Reich's a good coach. And, and they had the Ravens beat. So, like, they're yeah. not bad. But that interception was, like – A fumble. It was a fumble. It was a fumble. He is just – he's so much the white Jameis Winston. That it yeah, that was laugh. really bad. Like, it's just goofy. Like, it's it's only funny because of the way he does it. Like, if yeah. anybody else, it would just be a normal fumble. Mm-hmm. Um, me and Sean have the same one. Lions plus three um, home against the Eagles. The Lions, like, you talked about it, and it was obviously, like, a joke, but the Lions are – there's two ways you can be a bad team, scheme and players. The Lions are such a weird team where they are playing so much better with so much crap than I think anybody has ever done. Like, I don't think Jared Goff is bad. I think Jared Goff is a serviceable quarterback in the NFL. But I just – I feel bad every single week because I this team plays their heart out. Like, you can't say, like, there's moral victories, but goddamn, like, that team doesn't quit. Yeah. And hey, Sean's here. Sean is here. Welcome, sir. All right, guys. Yeah. Hey, what was up with your Wolf game of the week? What do you mean? Why did you pick Cowboy or why did you pick uh, Green Bay, Arizona? <laughs> I didn't. <laughs> I was told you did. <laughs> Classic Phil my, Singer. Yeah, my Wolf, my Wolf game is Dolphins Bills. Dolphins Bills is going to be bad only because it's going to be like 76 to nothing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Sean, don't worry. We, we improv the jokes for you. Yeah. It went, I have, I have my jokes. We already did them. Yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. No time out. Time out. Rattle them off. Come on. All right, Sean, you ready? We're keeping this okay. in Cincinnati, yep. okay. Cincinnati, 41, Baltimore, 17. Okay, um, yeah, I'm not used to watching a hardball get blown out on national TV. That usually comes the Saturday after Thanksgiving. You know what? I don't want to do these anymore. <laughs> this isn't fun for me anymore. Um, New York Jets 13, New England Patriots 54. The Jets are in such a bad spot that they had to trade for Joe Flacco. I didn't write a joke. That's the joke. All right, so my joke was better than that one. Yeah, your joke wasn't a much different joke, but yeah. yeah. Uh, Chicago 3, Tampa Bay 38. The talk of that game was the fan giving the 600th passing touchdown ball back to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. That guy shouldn't shouldn't have settled for anything less than two of Brady's Super Bowl rings and a two-night stay with Giselle. <laughs> <laughs> it's a man's wife, Sean. Uh, oh, New Orleans. You know what thir- these are? These are like your uncle that watches football jokes. Like that's what these are. Oh man, they're good. Uh, New Orleans thirteen, Seattle ten. Yeah, and uh, verbal mean of Jameis Winston yelling at Traquan Smith on the sideline with the caption: "When my brother tries to hate on fantasy football." <laughs> Sean, do you know what verbal means mean? No, no, I like, I like that one. I like that one. That was a good yeah. one. Wait, am um, I yelling at you or are you yelling at me? No, my eyes my eyes get wide and I start to yell at you when you hate on fantasy football. Oh yeah. I didn't see that like until the next morning, or, like till this morning, and it was funny to me. So what were what were the ad lib jokes? I don't remember them. They were very bad. 
but uh, Chris's was essentially a 9-11 joke for the. Yeah, I said <laughs> this isn't the first time the Jets from New York rallied a bunch of Patriots. Yeah, which is not untrue. Um, so we're moving on to yeah. There's not much to say with the Eagles and Lions, but me and you both have them, Sean. Lions plus three. Are are you guys concerned that they, for lack of a better term, blew their wad against the Rams because they like pulled out every stop? No, because no, I think because... this game is going to be a, both of them pulling out every stop. Well, and, and Detroit's been in games with other good teams. Like, they yeah, should have won the, the Ravens know. game. The only reason I disagree with you guys is because that, that Rams game felt like their last stand with fake punts and onside kicks and the Goff Wentz – or the Goff uh, – not Goff Wentz, Goff Stafford thing. I just feel like they, that like that was everything they had. But Phil, listen. you heard it here first. Eagles, big wins. Jalen Hurts, great game. You heard it here. I heard it. We both heard it. Jalen Hurts, <laughs> awesome game. Oh, I do want to bring this up because Sean is the worst person on the planet. So I texted him, obviously, talking shit about Jalen Hurts three quarters in. And then after the fourth quarter, he sends me a screenshot of him finishing QB7. Because that's my argument every time. Because that's my argument every time. He had 100 yards through three quarters, and Sean's like, well, you had a good game. Fantasy football is so dumb. I did. I think Jalen Hurts is the first, and Sean, correct me if I'm wrong, is the first main, like really mainstream quarterback where there is this discussion of is he good or is he isn't, is he good or is he not good? And there's two sides to the conversation because it's fantasy. Yeah, he's good. And then real life, it's like real life quarterback is like, no, this guy isn't good. Like, I can't remember anybody yeah, else I mean, who's had that. I mean, even, like, if you turn if, – even if you turn back, like, like Terod Taylor, when he was on, um, like, the Bills and uh, the – I guess, yeah, it would just mainly be the Bills. There was there was the same kind of argument. But, I mean, even even he won, like, took a team to the playoffs. But, yeah. for the record uh, – You know who I think Chris, it is? Hold on real quick. Let me answer. I think it's the Jameis 30 interception year. Yeah. The right. 33 and 30. Yeah. yeah awesome. Because he, yeah. Sure. But like, that would be the argument, right? Like, he put up hella points, but. For the record, my friend Christian from the Cut podcast did tweet that Jalen Hurts was 12th in passing grade. He was ninth in big time throw percentage. He was fifth in average depth of target. He was 15th in yards per attempt. He was third in drop percentage, which would have been second if you take out Huntley's 11 dropbacks when he came in for. Um, Lamar Jackson, and he was 14th in rating. So he wasn't as bad as people saw. People thought. No, he was awful. And then in the fourth quarter, where they took the dogs off when they were down 33 to 10 or whatever, he completed some passes. That is not the same thing. It's just and such if, a- if it was, hey, find where you live versus where you work. Rating Christian would be 32nd out of 32nd in the NFL. So I don't want to hear from him. Um, there was, I think I said I didn't. It was 30 to seven. I said I sent you this, Chris. There was a guy on Twitter who had a conversation that it said like Lamar or Jalen Hurts did this and did that. For all of you that's saying he's a bad quarterback, I think the conversation ends now. And then you go into the mentions and he's just like, I'm strictly talking about a fantasy quarterback, mm-hmm. NFL quarterback, the um, it doesn't look so good. And I was like, well, if he's not a good NFL quarterback, he's not gonna be a good fantasy quarterback because he's not gonna play. 
Right, of course. I don't think I don't think Nick Sirianni gets enough flack for just how bad he's been in Philadelphia. He has been awful. They don't run the ball. Like they just don't run. Oh, the ball. he's been terrible. They're the bad, bad, bad version of the Chiefs. And he just and like when they go to the camera angles of him, he just looks absolutely lost. He looks like this is his first game ever in any sport. Like he he just looks completely lost out there. And I I do have I do have a fan who is an Eagles fan. That or I'm sorry, I have a friend. I have I have I have a friend Adam that that contributes to the cut. He's an Eagles fan, and he just continues to knock Sirianni, and it's rightfully so. He's a poor guy because he, he has to contribute to the cut. <laughs> um, but I right. every week I think we're the number we're like the number twelve Browns podcast and like the number one in discussion if Jalen Hurts is good <laughs> podcast in Cleveland. Like outside oh, of man. Philly, we're the only ones having this discussion, <laughs> and it will never stop. Um, let's It'll go to stop when he gets when he gets benched. Um, He's not going to get benched for, bench for Joe Flacco. Uh, moving on, uh, our overs. Sean, who is your over? My over is I have over 49 Chargers Patriots. I just don't think the Patriots defense is any good, and we know that the Chargers can score. Chargers are coming off a of bye week. They're going to be at home, so I think there's going to be a lot of points in that game. Yeah, I think I, I think the, the Chargers could do that on their own. I don't know. The Patriots defense isn't bad but mac jones that offense is very boring um and safe outside of that 54 points they scored this week it was the jets so it's not real um speaking of not real against the jets i have the Bengals at the jets 43 and a half i think the Bengals just non-stop score in this one it's a it's the same exact thing as last week was for the jets i don't know um, man that feels like another letdown spot it could be the Bengals are a very weird team and we'll talk about this obviously and they're young. Next week. They're young, and the young teams always do the letdown thing. I, that'll be an interesting game. Nine and a half feels like not, too many points. Do you think you you still think they're going to win? Right. Nine and a half is too many. I think the, that game is going to be a lot closer than people think. Yeah, I think the over is a lock. Forty three and a half is a is not a lot. Of they got to do it by themselves, though. The problem is the Jets have their backup quarterback, so yeah, that's like where the letdown is. Gonna no, it's going to be it's going to be Flacco. Still back. I think it's going to be. I think it's going to be Flacco that's going to start. Still not good. Yeah, I, I get what you're saying though. Um, he, I mean, he's probably an improvement over Mike White though. Oh yeah, seeing that Mike White coaches basketball for the University of Florida. Um, what's his name? Mike Davis. What's his name? The running back for the. No, no, no that's his Mike, name is Mike White. Know you had. No, that's Mike Smith. That's who I thought I was. With. Give the ball to Mike Smith. <laughs> God damn it. Um, Over for you, Chris. Uh, You guys got me distracted. Oh, Giants, Chiefs. The Chiefs are – this is a bounce-back spot for the Chiefs. And um, Danny Dimes away from the Meadowlands. Points, points, points. It's a Monday night game too, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's a weird Monday night game. My under is – That's the, like, um, hey, the Giants need a primetime game. Monday night game. That's an Eli, and that's a I'm gonna watch the Peyton and Eli. Because have they are they, they doing that one too? They came back this week, and yeah, they uh, took a few weeks off. Marshawn Lynch proceeded to just get drunk and say that for it a bunch of times. Respect, respect out of it. Um, 
my under is Jags at Seahawks. I think that's just going to be a bad game. Um, uh, 43 and a half in that one. Uh, Chris, you're under. Uh, Washington football team. Broncos. Broncos, because the Broncos are horrific. And um, that offense is really, really, really bad. And I'm still pretty pissed at the uh, Washington football team for getting so many fucking drives to to the, to the red zone and not scoring any points for that over. Why did Heideke didn't need to dive? He was going to run into the end zone and then he yeah, dove. What a stupid and it was that, call, that the rule is ridiculous. It's the it's the Robert Griffin rule because he used to like slide for three extra yards. But it should be discretion. It should. Yeah, but Taylor Heineke clearly wasn't trying to give himself up when he dove a half foot in front of the end zone. There should be a difference between a slide and a dive. And he dove like he was shoulder yeah. forward. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Sean, you're under. My under, uh, you guys probably already talked about it at nauseum and nauseum, but it's uh, Browns, Steelers under 43. I think Keenum starts. I think the Steelers offense is bad, and I think that game will be bad. You know what's weird? That, that game hadn't come up yet. Honestly, hit enough. We just which yeah, also it also matches my it also matches my score prediction of Browns twenty three seventeen. Yeah, somebody had to keep the score prediction correct. I'm gonna pick the over in the Steelers, <laughs> the Broncos, Browns, and shit. I gave an underscore. <laughs> we'll get to it. We'll get to it. Um. All right. So we're gonna circle back, Sean, because there was something that we wanted to talk about uh, before we get to garage and. Uh, We'll go back to the fantasy family room. The fun, the fun house is away for a week after my loss. Um, but so what this stems from is there's a guy at Barstool, Stephen Shea, and Stephen Shea is a massive. Boxer. I know who he is. Okay, so and just know, so, so you know, he, Sean, and just so you know, he is Asian. Okay, so he is Asian. What is what's that joke? It's a yeah, it's from something else, but he's a massive Bucks fan claims to know a lot about the NFL, things like that, but he's mainly a massive like draft guy. Like he does all the draft analysts, all that kind of stuff. This is going to tie to your tweet. So I, I understand because yes. I did see your tweet. At so him. the tweet ahead. was essentially a conversation of quarterbacks that have not gotten their contract yet. So have not gotten their second contract yet. And what Steven said was for guys that have not gotten their second contract yet, he ranked them as um, essentially who he would take. And let me, I got to go exactly back to his tweet, um, which said, hold on. Now this is looking stupid. Okay. So his rank of the top five was Herbert Burrow, Kyler Murray, Trevor Lawrence, Lamar Jackson. So those are his top five guys. He went on to write a blog about it saying that those are his top five guys and that the next guy in conversation was obviously Baker because he's the next oldest. And he said that Baker gets brought up because of experience, but out of all the quarterbacks, he has the lowest ceiling. That is in reference to Zach Wilson, Justin Fields, um, Mac Jones. um, Who else am I missing on that? Uh, Daniel Jones and who else? Darnold. Darnold. And Sam Darnold. So he said out of those five guys and the five guys I mentioned before, so out of 11 quarterbacks, that Baker had the lowest ceiling out of all of them and only gets brought up because of experience. 
basically what he said about Darnold is Darnold has shown when guys are good around him, he can produce. Zach Wilson has said moments. Which which Sam Darnold hasn't done in three weeks, but okay. Yeah. Um, essentially said that Justin Fields is in a bad situation. Uh, Zach Wilson is the same way. Mac Jones is uh, basically being babied in an offense, so hasn't shown anything. It was this whole thing, and I got okay. big time pissed off. Yeah, no, I can, I can, I can see why. The argument against Trevor Lawrence is obviously going to be he doesn't have experience and hasn't shown anything, and that's that's obviously very valid. I agree that Baker physically has the lowest ceiling because he's physically the smallest guy. He physically is the slowest probably out of most of those guys. He has arguably one of the strongest arms out of all those, out of all the quarterbacks mentioned. Mm-hmm. Best decision, some of the best decision making, best accuracy compared to all those guys. And I just got pissed because it was another example of just this. Oh, well, Baker only gets brought up because of his experience. Well, his experience is winning fucking games. And I just don't right. understand. And I got livid. Right. Yeah, fair. So are you asking me my opinion? Or we waited to just... see what your opinion was on this as well. Well, so uh, talking about my butt buddy Baker Mayfield, um, I, I I do I do enjoy. <laughs> I mean, you know, him and I are butt buddies, so um, we have know, it on can... record. Butt buddies <laughs> recorded. Um, no, that that are that that list is com- when you have guys like Daniel Jones and Sam Darnold and Zach Wilson and Mac Jones. That that list is completely irrelevant. No, he didn't, he I didn't w- put them on the list. Those they, they were, were not, not on the list. list. No, there was but there saying was the saying all players. those. Saying all of those guys are ahead of Baker Mayfield makes the argument irrelevant. He also that's didn't a joke. say that, but he didn't say that either. So to clarify, then what, then what are then what did he say? He said that he has the Baker has the lowest ceiling of those guys, which which is say, which is not. But he didn't. He didn't say he would take those guys over Baker. Those are two different arguments. Okay, but I I still disagree that Baker has the lowest ceiling. I think oh, that's I, that's also. I don't. I over, I, I don't. Daniel Daniel Jones. What what's Daniel Jones' ceiling? He was I think said if about, you put. Go ahead. Do you want to already said about what's Daniel Sam Jones? Darnold's ceiling? He said Daniel Jones has the measurables you'd like, but can can he put it all together and speed up his internal clock? Yeah, I think that Baker, from a um, like a physical perspective, like Phil said, I think he is the lowest ceiling guy. If if all whatever 15, 12, however many quarterbacks there are play at their absolute peak, Baker is the lowest. But this is why I, I told Phil I didn't really care about the argument because, like, there's two different ways you can look at it. He's a draft guy, which means all he cares about is prospect. It's like Sean, and I'm not trying to be a dick, but, like, Sean only cares about points and fantasy. So he looks at it a different way because football isn't about who has the best prospects. And, two, if I say I'll take Trevor Lawrence over Baker – for my team going forward and you say, no, I'm taking Baker because I want to win right now. And I say, well, I'm taking Trevor Lawrence because you don't have to pay him for four years and he's younger. It's a stupid argument. How do you even have it? I just disagree with the fact that Sam Darnold's ceiling and Daniel Jones's ceiling and Zach Wilson's ceiling and Mac Jones's ceiling are all better than Baker's. I just disagree with that. Like I, Trey Lance the only one I would two. argue, the only one I would argue isn't as I think him and um, Mac Jones are very similar prospects. Yeah, 
I think Baker's but got the a other stronger said, arm, but I think accuracy-wise, yeah. I think that Mac Jones has him because he's very accurate. And, and the other guys are bigger or faster or stronger. That's what that's what ceiling means. <laughs> I think the, the one that made the most mad was the Sam Darnold because Sam Darnold will always be compared to Baker because of the fact that they were in the same draft class. And, and Sam Darnold has consistently been garbage. And it's the, it's the cowherd argument. The cowherd argument of – he said at the beginning of the year where he was ranking the quarterbacks and he said Baker for now, or he said Sam Darnold for now and was always like, can't give up on the take that Sam Darnold just isn't good. And is the same player he was in college where he throws interceptions. Sam Darnold got benched for a guy named PJ Walker. Yeah. Anytime professionally, anytime you professionally lose your job to a guy named PJ, it's a tough gig. Yeah, but like so it was I just, think, I got, yeah, go on, sorry. I, oh, I was just going to say, I think the hardest, and the other thing that makes this argument stupid is like now that Baker's on a good team and Darnold's on a bad team, anytime Baker struggles, you could be like, well, if Darnold had those weapons, he'd be really good. And so, well, we're never going to prove any of this. So it's just a waste of time. Yeah, and the argue like the, it was really the Sam Darnold thing and the Daniel Jones thing. Like Daniel Jones, yeah, Daniel, Daniel, Jones, I, Daniel Jones sucks. Yeah, he has athletically, obviously, the ceiling. I can't argue with that ceiling, and I can't argue to put Baker ahead of anybody else other than Trevor Lawrence. Like, yeah, everybody I else I 100% agree on. I think that well, Lamar, all those guys. I don't know about Zach. I don't know about Zach Wilson either. No, no, no. no. what I'm saying is he those top five guys. Oh, the, like the Joe Burrow, Justin Herbert, Lamar Jackson, yeah. Tyler. I can't argue against those because those guys – are either going to an MVPs, have won an MVP. Like, I don't – I love Joe Burrow. I know he's on the Bengals. I love Joe Burrow. So, that was just – it was a big, like, me getting triggered online. It's the same way, Chris, when you look at Snapchat stories of why, you know, 15 times uh, Dwight was actually a right-winged racist – yeah, like, yeah. The fuck? 20, 27 times Ross Geller was actually toxic. Okay, well, it's a fucking TV show. And so I done, don't give a fuck. It finished in 2005. Yeah. Guess what, dude? Things were probably or wrong. Ted, why, or Ted Mos- why Ted Mosby was a uh, like a toxic dater or whatever. Oh, no, he was toxic. That one I agree with. But, the, <laughs> uh, but like, it's like, yeah, dude, I, uh, we don't have to get all the way into this. I was just, I'm, I'm just going to say that it's like saying, well, Christopher Columbus is canceled because in 1492, he raped and pillaged. It's like, yeah, it was also 1492. Like things were a little different guys. Like, I don't know. The whole thing is just odd, but yeah. yeah. Canceling a cartoon, a, a TV character is, is a, a little it's odd a to much. me. Yeah. Cause it's scripted. It's written in a script written that way. Um, so we'll move on. That was just something that in the NFL quick talk that I want to talk about. We wanted to wait for you, Sean, to get your take on it. Also, I, I see that you have a note point. about the I see you have the note about the Chiefs. My my expert opinion, they stink. Wait, are there notes? Where are these notes? Are they in the email? Yeah, no, I do the show doc. You no, should have he shares the show doc every week. Where? And in- I sent a Google thing out or the Google pages thing out like a while. Have ago. you not had an idea that he has a show doc every week? No. I work hard just for Sean. Yeah, I've never seen it. <laughs> Damn it, man. 
I get the the email invites. I don't have yeah. anything. I sent it like a while. Go to ago your shared email. Google Drive folder. Go to shared with me. The fuck are you talking about? Guy dominates uh, Excel like nobody's business, but can't figure yeah. out Google Sheets. I actually, no, I actually kind of like coming in, not knowing what's going on. <laughs> I'm gonna keep doing wild this. card in it. Yeah. Um, we'll move on to our segments. Um, I'm just going to go into it. I'm not going to say whether it's hot or cold or anything because the garage is getting interesting. Hold on. Don't go to the garage quite yet. I just got one more question for Sean. Okay. Justin Fields, huh? He stinks. <laughs> All right. I'm good. Um, uh, check, check out at check out at C. Williams 40, or I think it's at C. Williams NFL to show why Justin Fields doesn't, in fact, completely stink and why Matt Nagy is not putting him in a position to succeed. Don't um, check C. Williams 40 if you need to know how far your house is from where you work. He will not help you there. So moving on. It's it's been we'll just go into it. It's Chris's gambling garage. I wonder why he's so eager to go to the garage. The garage. Hey fellas, the garage. Well, ooh la dee da, Mr. Frenchman. Well, well what boys, do you call it? A car hall. I think someone left the heater on last week because the garage was on fire. Literally, it burned to the ground. Um, <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. It went eight and two. Um, just a, a monster week. Now I do have a bit of a uh, issue in the garage that I would like to discuss. And um as fans of the podcast, I, I would like for you to hold me accountable going forward. We will. I keep He's got a picking bet on games on Tuesdays. And for whatever reason, one, they don't match with my picks in the NFL segment no. 10 minutes before I do the picks. <laughs> and two, I don't bet them on Saturday. I don't know why. I don't know how, but I go against myself. And I always finish 500, and then I look at the gambling garage, and I'm like, well, why don't I just fucking bet the gambling garage? <laughs> because you so have Texas in I the did. gambling garage, and you never want to do that again. So here's what I did, everybody. I texted my connection, and I said, person, these are my picks. Yesterday, I had picks for Monday night football, Thursday night football, Saturday, and Sunday. Yesterday, 0-2. Also, as I was looking through the spreads and looking at the games, whoa, how are the Packers plus six? That's stealing money. No idea Devontae Adams <laughs> is out. And, and Alan Lazard. And now Alan Lazard is out. At least that one like happened after I bet. Yeah. I had no idea Devontae Adams was out. <laughs> so things are going well. Anyway, here's the gambling garage. <laughs> Remember, eight and two. So if you're listening and you're betting, you're winning. Cowboys minus two and a half. They're too good on turf. I'm doing it. Michigan minus four and a half. Hell Let's yeah. go. Let's, Let's go. go. Colts plus one. They're winning. Ohio State minus 18 and a half. They're so much better than Michigan. Notre Dame <laughs> minus three and a half. What? North Carolina sucks. Notre Dame. <laughs> Bill's reaction. Wake over 69 and a half. They played a good army team last week and they covered that themselves. That, did Miami. you see the time of possession in that game? Yeah, I watched the game because I was took army because I'm a stupid wild. fucking asshole. Um, Miami over 60 and a half. 
They go over every game. That's Kentucky, true. Kentucky minus one. Uh, they're way better than Mississippi State and the Packers plus six. That's a lot of points for uh, Aaron Rodgers. It is a lot of points, and what I will say is there is there is a distinct difference between the Cardinals playing against good teams and bad teams. Like, granted, and Houston is just really, really bad, but... The Cardinals have to lose eventually, so I'm going to be on the right side of it when it happens. They're for sure going to lose a game that they shouldn't lose. And, like, the, the Packers... Aaron Rodgers is balling his ass off, no matter who he's throwing to. And, um, yeah, I like that bet a lot better when Devontae Adams was playing. Yeah. <laughs> but he's not ruled out yet. No, technically not. Technically not ruled out. Um, all right. What a so, steal that would be at plus six if he plays. Oh, my God. Yeah. Um, so, last week, we went to the Fun House. Fun House, <laughs> big reviews from the Fun House. Massive yeah, reviews. Sure. People oh, loved it. Sure. If people would have seen Sean's face, they would have loved it more. I've gotten more than zero texts about how good it was. Yeah, it's true. As have I. Um, but Sean is our fantasy expert. So we're going to go back into Sean's fantasy family room. Vegetarian Jeffrey Finn. Texas A&M. The Glesterhaw Dunkin' Chud. University of Wisconsin. Swerverton L. Gooding Splat. Saskatchewan University. Quattro, Quattro. San Jose State University. Osmotaz Buckshank. Sean. And not anything to prepare. I, I'll give you something easy. So, uh, By Mageddon is gone. Correct? That was this week, right? By cop, by apocalypse, grow that up. Was week seven. By apocalypse and whatever it is. Um, so week eight going forward, I want to touch on a position that I don't think gets brought up enough, or is a weaker one. But who are a couple uh, tight ends? And you can give me two, three, whatever you want. Uh, a couple tight ends that you think uh, could be guys to either look to trade for or uh, pick up if they're available. Well, I would say number one um, is Darren Waller because I think there are going to be people that with Waller being hurt last week, on a bye this week, um, I think that he's a guy that you can possibly target. Um, I would say George Kittle, but we don't know how long George Kittle is going to be out for. So I'm going to kind of group two guys together. So number one is going to be Dallas Goddard. Obviously, with uh, Zach Ertz being traded to Arizona, Dallas Goddard is now the uh, primary tight end option in the offense. Um, and he did – he was getting targets each game. I mean, he had uh, – even with uh, Zach Ertz there, he still had four targets, five targets, three targets, um, weeks three, four, and five before he was on the COVID list for week six against Tampa Bay. Uh, he had five targets in week seven against Las Vegas. He had three catches for 70 yards. Um, and really with the tight end position, it's you get three to four targets a game, chance to get in the end zone and you're going to be fine. And then, uh, so I would say Dallas Goddard is someone that I would be looking to go. Plus he has, his buys until week 14. So you can get a lot of use out of him. The only problem with the week 14 buy is obviously you're fighting for a playoff spot at that time. And most playoffs are going to start week 15. So um, it, it would definitely be a name that if you feel like you're very comfortable in a playoff and you can afford um, to, to miss on in week 14. Then I'm going to go to the other side of that with Zach Ertz. He was just traded 
two of the Arizona Cardinals. He had five targets in week seven against Houston. Uh, he caught three, he caught three balls for 66 yards and a touchdown. And the Cardinals kind of showed um, when Max Williams was healthy that they do want to use the tight end. It's uh, it's kind of a crapshoot once you get past DeAndre Hopkins for who's going to catch balls in that offense when it comes to Christian Kirk, Rondale Moore, and A.J. Green. But, again, they've, they've tried to use Max Williams a lot in that offense before Max Williams tore his ACL. So I think that you don't trade for a guy when, and not plan on using him, especially a guy who's a veteran like Zach Ertz. So I think that Zach Ertz could be a top-10 guy moving forward for the rest of the year. Um, and I think is a guy that's going to be utilizing. And you always want to target guys that are in high-powered offenses. Obviously, the Arizona Cardinals are one of the best offenses in football. So that's uh, – Zach Ertz would be kind of the other target that I would say. So um, Dallas Goddard, Darren Waller, and Zach Ertz. Obviously, Zach Ertz and Dallas Goddard, you could get maybe a little bit more of a discount. But um, but Darren Waller is kind of disappointed the last couple of weeks, and, he's, and he, he was hurt. He's going on to a bye this week. So if you're a playoff team, uh, I definitely think he's someone you should target. I like it. See, Sean, you don't need to, you don't need to be given notes. You got it perfectly fine. Remember um, when you said Kyle Pitts was going to stink? I Yes, I do. And I remember when I said that he would have to have the best tight end finish in the history of the game to be worse than his third-round draft grade as a rookie. And it's still not to that point. We also all said that uh, Jamar Chase was going to suck. I did not say that. That was you guys. I don't know if I said he was going to suck. I just said that this might not go so well for a guy that can't see the ball. Yeah, he's the man. Um, yeah. So that's the show. Hey, we all got in. We all got on the show. Oh, I um, have some. I have one of my weird stats. Yeah, let's hear it. Well, I, I have a question for you first, and then I will get to the weird stats. Man, man, uh, man, and man, man to man is what I was trying to say. Skill positions, tight ends, wide receivers, quarterback, running back, Bengals or Browns? Oh, shit. Bengals are better at receiver. Browns are better at tight end. Browns are better at running back. And I would say quarterback is a toss-up when both quarterbacks are healthy. Mm. I'm, I'm not full on. I'm not full on that Joe Burrow is a thousand times better than Mayfield train. Yeah. Cause um, your butt buddy is not Joe Burrow. I would uh, say Browns just because tight end and running back, the Browns are better. I think I'm taking the Bengals. I think right now I would take the Bengals, but one thing I'll say it's different is the Browns offensive line is way better. Yeah, and that's why I asked skill yeah. position only. Skill position wise, though, yeah, I would. And I think our defense is better. I would have to take. I would have to take the Bengals just because, um, tight end wise, we are better. Running back wise, we way better. Both, I can't really say as as football players and as human beings because we have Kareem Hunt. Oh no, no! You can't compare Don't... Kareem Hunt and Joe Mixon, obviously. No, no, God, so, no. Joe Mixon is a horrible human being, and people quickly forgot about that one too. Yep. Um, but yeah, I think right now, given everything that's going on, I would take the Bengals. I love Joe Burrow. I think he's just fun. He's a throwback, um, like to like to Tom Brady kind of dudes, man. Yeah, he's like, awesome, and he's, he's tough just, as shit. Yeah, he just reminds me of like Steve, like uh, Joe Montana, just like super cool, 
mm-hmm. and just gets the shit kicked out of him every single week and doesn't care. Well, and just being like an being like an LSU Tiger and like really leading them and like really only you know when you think LSU you think Joe Burrow and when you think Joe Burrow you think LSU. You only think LSU. Yeah, I mean it's it's cool. The only ones who gave him a chance. Yep. Only ones. What was your weird stat? Um, I'm trying to pull up the full stat, so hold on one sec. If you had anything else to talk to the, to the crowd about. Um, no, I mean, people need to spread the word more. Our, our lessons are going down. Still doing well. We're about to make a dollar, so <laughs> killing it. Um, about to come Apparently up to two- Morton fractured his fibula. Who did? Yeah, you didn't see that? I thought he just threw a pitch and got hurt. No, it hit him in the leg. He, he, get- he took a comebacker. Okay. We could talk about Eddie Rosario. Everybody's saying he was traded to be a dugout mascot and just making the Indians look stupid. But at the same time, he wasn't going to be here after a year anyway. So, well, Pablo Sandoval did a good job filling, like as a return at least. Did he? He didn't play any games, did he? Oh, I cut him right away. That's the joke, Phil. I, was gonna, I didn't know. I didn't watch any of the season <laughs> at the end of the year because I don't have the, the channel. Bandwagon, Phil. I don't physically have the ability to watch them. Then how'd you watch the first third, two thirds? Because I would sit there and I would have to specifically only watch that. I couldn't change the channel. It was aggravating. All right. So here's my fun stat. You ready for it? Yeah. All right. Who do you think the fastest team is in the NFL? Fastest based on like pace of play? Overall yards per second. Uh, see, the easy answer would be like the Cardinals. This is all offense and defense. So, yeah, the easy answer would be the Cardinals just because their skill position players are so good. But I'm going to say the Vikings. Carolina Panthers. The three fastest teams in the league are Carolina, Philadelphia, and Seattle. Dallas. In Buffalo, round out the top five. And then the slowest three teams are – who do you think the slowest three teams are? Um, I'm going to say – Cleveland. The Steelers, the Dolphins, and – I'm going to say the Texans. I'm going to say – Cleveland, the Texans, the Broncos. The Sean went two of three. Phil went one for three. It, the three slowest teams are – the Jets are the slowest, the Browns and the Steelers. Hmm. It's going to be a very quick game on Sunday then. <laughs> um, Just goes to show you that speed, like you think speed is like a huge thing in the NFL and the three, the top three teams suck. Yeah, it's true. But then the middle, like four and five are, are very good. Four, five, six are Cowboys, Bills, Chargers. So like, I don't know. I thought that yeah. was very interesting. Um. But yeah, that's the show. Sean was able to join us. So the whole, what happened? The whole Can we do the trivia thing again? Sometime? Yeah, I got. I I have to sit down and write the questions. I'll probably do them on the weekends and like sit down and write a bunch of questions because it does like take a minute for me to do it. Yeah, you um, know what would be funny with you doing that though is if like all the like you write them down on Saturday and then Sunday it all like, of them change. ruins the yeah it ruins yeah. the question. Maybe I'll just work in like regular ass trivia to it so it's like just fun <laughs> trivia in general that doesn't yeah. change. Um, but we'll see how this weekend goes. I might come in wildly depressed on Tuesday if Michigan loses on Saturday, which they won't I have all the confidence in the world. 
um, and the Browns lose on Sunday, which I don't think they will. I have all the confidence in the world. Um, otherwise, you could be you could be a Penn State fan with your coach talking about that all your focus is on Illinois and saying it multiple times, and then calling Ohio Stadium the big house, all in the same span of a press conference. Just a good insult. Are you confident, Sean? Is it this? This is like one hundred percent Ohio State letdown game territory. Oh, it's no, it's not. This is this has Ohio State letdown written all over. This is Virginia Tech at home. This is the Iowa at night or the Purdue at night gets taken out of there because they were Ohio State was cursed from the minute they touched the field. But this is that yeah. Ohio State letdown game. No, it's not. Did you not watch Penn State struggle in nine overtimes against Illinois to score points? I'm just saying, Sean. CJ Stroud, big game. What's the next? What do they? Who do they play next? Who? Ohio State. Yeah, at Nebraska. No, at Nebraska. What a, what a powerhouse schedule. And then Michigan wow. State, Michigan back to back. Nope. 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 At Nebraska, home for Purdue, home for Michigan State. Purdue Michigan. doesn't count, Sean. They're not a real team. There's a very good chance Ohio State's only ranked win at the end of the year is going to be Michigan. I don't. I don't. I don't think Michigan State drops with the loss to Michigan and Ohio State. I don't think they drop out of the top twenty-five. I and think I think I, I think, and, and I think. And Iowa still can beat Minnesota and get back to the Big Ten Championship, and Iowa still ranked. I'm saying regular season. No one, uh, championship, championship don't matter anymore. No, they're the, they're, they are the dumbest thing in college sports. I think they really don't matter in basketball. The only time they matter in basketball is if, like, a team wins that shouldn't win. Yeah, well, they're fun in basketball because it's, like, you know, three days. Yeah, it's not – it's fun to just watch your team play again. No, yeah. I don't think anyone like counts that as like, oh, hey, our season was good. We won the Big Ten tournament. Yeah. Um, if you like won the Big Ten tournament and then like lost to Oral Roberts, I can't imagine you would call that a good season. Jokes on you. They didn't win the Big Ten tournament. Yeah, jokes on you. They lost to Oral Roberts. <laughs> they lost to Oral Roberts. Yeah. Um, so that's the show. Thank you, everybody who listened. If you didn't listen, as always, who cares? You can't hear it. Um, spread the word, trying to get the listens up, but we're still having fun. One uh, next week, if we make it past the next week, Chris, it'll be our longest podcast that we've ever done. Wow, I would like to do one shout out just real quick. I don't think I've done a shout out before. I just want to say, fuck the cut, fuck anybody that listens or talks to them, fuck them. Anybody that works for them, I didn't know Sean that it was going to go in this. Why would you not think that that was going to come at the end of every podcast? He Fuck Darius Garland. He sucks. I'm out. I'm not going to get on the Cavs. That'll be the Cavs will be on our Cavs podcast. Cavs got a calf. <laughs> wait, and I can't wait. You know, I, I was trying to keep this news under wraps, but Guardians got a guard that For we're really looking forward to that. Podcast. One. Yeah. And our, um, we'll do all the, uh, every single uh, minor league team will have one as well. The Clippers got a clip. The the ducks the rubber ducks got a rubber, <laughs> and the 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 captain's got a cap, no cap. And who um, could forget the force or the crunch got a crunch? The crunch got a crunch. No, 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 no. Um, but thank you. We'll see you guys next week, and as always, go Browns.
Later. Fuck the cut.